I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The World Cricket Show is proudly supported by Newbury Cricket, quality bat makers since 1919. It's good. It's very husky. (laughs) Do you know what's been in my head for like three weeks now is... Hit the road, Jack. Yeah. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Like, yeah, I don't know. Forget the rain. That's by far the worst That's thing about highlight. this tournament. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. I'm Adam Bayfield and this little twerp <laughs> is Tony Kerr. You right? I'm well, Tony. How are you? Good. You've had a, a busy day by all accounts, well, by your account. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's now late at night. We were going to record this in the afternoon, but you pushed it back due to your very busy schedule. What have you been doing today? Oh, I've just been racing around as ever. If you'd seen me earlier, you would have. I was just, I was swearing, chuntering, accelerating. Chunt, quite a oh, lot. chunter out, not chundering. Not chundering, no, chuntering, and just generally uh, just cussing uh, a lot. But yeah, I've relaxed now, I've calmed down. But yeah, we've had this cricket tournament, haven't we, in Guernsey this week? Yeah, so the T20 World Cup Europe final. The biggest cricket tournament currently going on on the planet. D- definitely. Yeah, so the, it's the qualifier for the qualifier for the initial qualifying section of the T20 World Cup in Australia in 2020. Mm. But more on that in a bit, because probably most people aren't, yeah, aren't here for that. It might not be what they've tuned in for. Yeah, we'll come back to that at the end of the show. But it's been but good. That's yeah. why you had a very busy day. But I was going to turn up at the, the ground, at the venue today. We were going to squeeze in a pod in between games, but you ended up running out of time. But you, you were threatening to make me into your <laughs> runner basically like you're gonna get me this this, this is an insight you're gonna get me to go to waitrose to get some food for you on the way i should have refused really but i was like yes mr kerr <laughs> where have you like i really need to plan my days because uh, yeah i just don't leave myself enough to, this is again a really boring minute show of my life but you know I, yeah but that is what people have tuned in for. yeah true but, you know, I, was, I had to get to about four places before I was going to get to the pod. So I just thought, you know, I'll try and get you to do some of my errands. Right, and yeah. then, yeah. Delegate. Yeah, delegate. It's, That's what everyone keeps it's, saying. It's a crucial aspect of management, isn't it? So you're now delegating your personal business to me. Well, we should probably move on, Tane, to talk about what people have tuned in for, which is World Cup update. It's Wednesday. It's the World Cup. It's World Cup Wednesdays on the World Cricket Show. So we're now three weeks in to the World Cup, pretty much exactly halfway through the tournament. We're actually slightly more than halfway through the tournament with 25 matches in, 23 to go. I mean, how does that make you feel, Tone? Halfway through. After everything we've seen, we're halfway through. How are you feeling about that? Does it feel like a lot? 23 more games or are you just getting into it? I think it's unfortunate for the World Cup, not only because the weather's been really bad, that that's been unfortunate for it, but it's also like all the days have kind of blurred into one and I've kind of written off June now. Mm. It's really annoyed me how bad June has been. <laughs> Do you mean weather-wise? Yeah, weather-wise. Yeah. So I'm like, I've got, I kind of get up in the morning and it's like, oh, it's cloudy. It's, it's forecast of rain. I'm just like, forget it. Forget the day. Mm. Forget whatever might be happening in it, including the cricket. I don't know. I, so should go to Waitrose, but I'll, <laughs> I'll get another hour in bed. I'll send Adam instead. Yeah. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like, uh, yeah, it's, it, I've written it all off a bit now. You've written off the World Cup. <laughs> fed up of it. Uh, <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll check back in in July. I think when there'll still be about eight group games left. So there's 23 games to go, and you've checked out <laughs> already. That's that's good. <laughs> That is good. No, I haven't checked out. I just, I, I just feel like you may as, we may as well play the semis now. Well, that's that's there is that growing feeling because it does seem like maybe the top four are beginning to 
to pull away a little bit. Like there's not actually that much daylight in terms of points, but there's just a feeling that we are seeing there's a clear that, that you know there are four teams who are clearly ahead of the others. And when India beat Afghanistan in a couple of days' time, yeah, there'll be there'll be daylight. Yeah, between the top four. I mean, and, and although you know, we I didn't predict New Zealand would be at the top. I probably should have looked at the fixtures because they've obviously had a kind run. Uh, to start off the tournament, but uh, but yeah. Well, that is one thing to say, and we'll perhaps come back to it. I mean, New Zealand have just beaten South Africa today, and that was a really good performance from them. But, you know, South Africa are obviously having a very poor tournament. And aside from that, New Zealand have played Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, and Bangladesh are obviously having a good tournament. But, you know, New Zealand haven't actually played India, England, West Indies, Australia. You know, they're... Well, it, it, the it, India game was abandoned. Oh, sorry, yeah, the India game was washed out. That's a good point. But so... It's a good point for them. Yes, that's a very uh, hilarious joke that you've made there. But it, so yes, things could still change for them. Like if they don't win another game, which is not impossible, that does give an opportunity for the likes of Bangladesh, even West Indies, some of the other teams to come back into it. But it is, it just is beginning to feel like we perhaps know who the semi-finalists are now. And with another, well, there's what, 23 games to go. So that means there's 20 group game still to go I mean that is a lot and it, there is just this kind of it feels like the narrative around the World Cup is changing the, the first week 10 days maybe two weeks everyone was sort of very excited about it then we had the rain but there was this kind of overriding sense of like well but it's it's a carnival of cricket and it's it's the the biggest stage etc etc but now there's almost a feeling that well a lot of commentators are now talking about the fact that you know the tournament is way too long and the format is not conducive to, to producing big matches and that there's going to be so many dead rubbers because we know who the semi-finalists are. Now, if only someone could have predicted that that might be the case, Tone. I mean, review the tapes, I guess, <laughs> would be my advice. <laughs> that is what's slightly maddening about it from my point of view is that this was all eminently predictable. I mean, I suppose in another era at another moment perhaps even a couple of years ago when there was maybe more kind of parity between all the teams or more of the teams and you wouldn't have necessarily these clear semi-finalists it might have been a more interesting format than it's it looks like it's heading towards because there would we would now be getting towards the point where it does the, the matches do start to mean something but as i said on the preview it's the main problem for me is it just it doesn't really matter if you lose like england losing to pakistan it's largely irrelevant for them. Whereas if they'd, in a more sensible tournament, where they were, say, in a group with three other teams, one defeat is huge. That's the problem to, for me. There's just not enough jeopardy in any of these matches. And as I say, that was it was very predictable that that would be the case since they announced the schedule. And I don't quite understand why this seems to be almost like a tone of surprise now that it is playing out. Yeah, I, I, there was, well yesterday's game uh, England Afghanistan and and Owen Morgan has been a bit of a shot in the arm to the tournament I think certainly as a spectacle because I think just before that it really had started to to drift horribly off course hasn't it I think which I very quickly recap what has happened yeah. since we last spoke I mean I'm sure I'm sure people have got other sources of of information for uh, for what's happening in the World Cup than us. But if you do only, if you do get all your cricket news from the World Cricket Show. So since we last spoke, Tone, which was last Wednesday, World Cup Wednesdays on the World Cricket Show, um, Australia were playing Pakistan as we recorded that. Well, they beat Pakistan. Uh, then India New Zealand was washed out, as you already mentioned, with your hilarious joke. England romped to victory against West Indies down in Southampton. Then Australia beat Sri Lanka and South Africa quite easily beat Afghanistan on Saturday. Then the big game on Sunday possibly the biggest fixture in sport by a lot of measures as was much documented uh saw india run out comfortable winners over pakistan uh, then bangladesh pulled off quite an exciting run chase over west indies then as you mentioned owen morgan smashing a world record 17 sixes as he led england to a huge victory over afghanistan and then today new zealand beating south africa uh with it in in a pretty good game in a pretty tense game a good run chase there where do you want to start i mean i suppose there's, there's lots to say about england we could start with bangladesh being west indies because as you say i guess in the end quite a comfortable win for them but is that in itself a surprise i mean is, is that that's the most eye-catching result of the week in some ways and it seems like a bit of an unexpected result but actually is it i mean both of us predicted west indies 
to get into the semi-finals. But Bangladesh did beat them three times in a row in Ireland just before the start of the tournament. They'd have probably been pretty confident coming into the game. It's a big win for them as well. It's a sort of statement win for them. It's not not just the fact they beat them, but they they absolutely crushed them in the end. What was it? Uh, got to the target, which was... I can't remember how many. Well uh, over 300. 321. Three well, 322 was the target, it's I should say. Target of 322, and they got there in the 42nd over. I mean, that is a bit mental, isn't it? Three down as well. Mm. Uh, 100 from Shakib. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wh- yeah, what else can you say about Shakib? Uh, what did he get? 124 from 99. He's quite a good player, isn't Balls. he? He's all right. Find isn't he? of the tournament, I would say. True. I mean, not underrated, of, you know, of course, but, but underrated. <laughs> good point. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, what can't he do, really? And then that was a, an unbelievably good innings, uh, you know, batting at three. It's exciting to see him bat at three. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, we've been used to seeing him further down the order. But but yeah, when you're, yeah, obviously give him as much time at the crease as mm. possible. Uh, so it's really impressive. Yeah, and for Bangladesh, what are they now? Two wins, two defeats, and one washout. But the two wins really, yeah, really stand out. I think definitely most exciting team of the tournament for me so far okay, Morgan smashing all the sixes is quite exciting whatever but uh, but just for as a sort of all round you know team effort I'm enjoying it it was the Sri Lanka game that was washed out wasn't it so that's probably quite unfortunate for them because they would really have fancied themselves to win that one they've still got to play Afghanistan I mean they're in they're definitely in the hunt I mean it's, it's a massive game tomorrow actually as we're recording this it may have happened by the time or be happening by the time people are listening to this but they're playing Australia tomorrow. That does seem a very tough fixture, but it is winnable for them. And if they do win it, then this narrative that the the top four are pulling away might start to change a little bit. Um, and it's, you know, I don't want to kind of fall into the trap of being like, oh, what a surprise to see Bangladesh doing so well, because they are a very good one-day team and they have been for a long time. And, you know, they beat England and got to the quarterfinals four years ago and they've, they've been a good team since then they are very much one of the you know they're they're there's a quality now between them and and uh, a lot of the other kind of major nations but it is like there, there's still something exciting about the fact that bangladesh are in the mix for a top four place in a way that like south africa aren't you know that does still feel novel in some way and that you know for all that this tournament has huge problems in that there aren't associates there's 10 teams on associates there we've got no Ireland no Scotland it's really lost something from the World Cup the fact that Bangladesh are very much in the mix goes some way to compensating for that for me yeah definitely I don't you know in that that win over West Indies you know probably West Indies will be disappointed that they that didn't come closer to winning that obviously you know they posted a, a reasonable total there uh which you would think they would have had enough to mm. take it but yeah yeah, obviously full credit to Bangladesh. And yeah, I agree. I think it is really exciting uh, just to, to see them just continuing to evolve, I guess. Mm. Uh, obviously, yeah, as we say, like Shakib has been around for for years and years, but yeah, his role in the team is still evolving and, and they're getting better with it. Well, yeah, and they're far from a one-man team. I mean, they've, they've, they've never been a one-man team or, you know, in Shakib's time, they've never been a one-man team because there's obviously Tammy McBell and Mushfikur and then in recent, in more recent years, Mustafiza Rahman coming in. But but now you're seeing, you know, the, there's the very young players coming through, like Mahedi Hassan, who's having a pretty decent tournament. And then Lytton Das, who I will admit I'd not seen a huge amount of before this game, comes in and hits, what was it, 90 off? Have you got the scorecard there? Yeah, 94 from 69, four sixes. Which was, I mean, I was going to say a match-winning innings, I suppose, Shakib's. Don't underestimate <laughs> the importance of the Shakib innings, as, as Harsha Bogle would probably tweet. Um, but you know the, it, the Lytton Dars innings really kind of turned the tide and, and took it from Bangladesh having a shout to just comfortably you know to easing to the target it was incredibly impressive I mean what about West Indies is is, is that it for them now are, are they out of it do you think uh, yeah I mean it's pretty disappointing return is it one win from five yeah one washout which is the the game I went to uh, against South Africa, which again is you know given how South Africa have struggled, you would think they they'd have had a good chance there. So that that's a bit unfortunate. But even beating South Africa in that game, or you know if you put that down as a win, they'd still be some way short of of where they'd want to be, uh, which is a bit disappointing. I think I, I definitely expected better from them, and obviously they started yeah they started obviously second day of the tournament absolutely walloped Pakistan. So. I mean, they've got a bit of a mixed bag coming up still to play, haven't they? But uh, 
yeah, uh, it'll take something special for them to to get in there now. I think that's probably right. Although I do wonder if if uh, people are maybe getting a bit carried away with their failings. I mean, we know that they they do blow hot and cold, and they've they've certainly had a, a cold couple of games against England and now against Bangladesh. But I don't know. As you said, they did they wiped the floor with Pakistan wash out against South Africa and don't forget they did have Australia was it 50 for four or something in that game and yeah obviously they kind of let it slip a little bit there will have been disappointed by that but I mean that was a very close game and had it gone the other way we'd be looking at a different tournament actually somebody on the BBC Sport live text was saying when Australia were you know three or four down was saying well a West Indies just going to blow everyone away in this tournament and because they you know there is so much firepower in that team they're a very exciting team to watch and I still feel that if they get it right they can beat anybody in this game against Bangladesh they did bowl far too short and the frustrating thing was they didn't really seem to learn they just kept running in you know banging in halfway down and just getting dispatched to the boundary like it was it was a clear tactic and the tactic wasn't working and you wonder if they maybe have got a bit carried away with the success that they had with that tactic against Pakistan where it did it was so effective and they did totally blow Pakistan away with the short ball and they maybe thought they could do the same against Bangladesh. But the fact that they, they just kept trying it, it didn't pay off and they didn't seem to have a plan B. And part of that for me is, I, I think it's a bit of a mistake that they've dropped Ashley Nurse, who's not, uh, you know, who's not a box office cricketer, but does a good job. And you just, you just need a spinner, I think. It's very one-dimensional attack otherwise. Chris Gale's not really come to the party yet, has he? It was a 13-ball duck against Bangladesh. And we've talked about this. I mean, we talked about this in in the Caribbean when we saw him hit that hundred in Barbados. I mean, he does. He needs longer and longer to get going at this point in his career. We talked about that in Barbados because I think he hit. Was it? It wasn't quite a world record, but it was almost a world record for sixes in that innings. But it was only a runnable because he had so many dots. I think there was something like in his first fifty, there were like forty or forty-five dot balls, and that's fine ish if you go on and score 100 but if you don't like if you take 13 balls to score no runs I don't, it is a bit of a problem for West Indies like how how they accommodate him I mean you, you still feel that he's got a, a big performance in him but he's not having a great tournament so far no uh and you know there was a bit of you know he was it was ridiculed a bit wasn't he for his uh efforts against England yeah, pottering around really or well, in the field yeah uh, yeah and bowling you know with yeah with the cap on with yeah, the full garb uh and then yeah as you say not from 13 not a great return i don't i mean it is tricky you know i guess in an ideal world west indies probably wouldn't wouldn't use gale at this stage because you know he's he's a, obviously a complete luxury at this point yeah he's 39 he's a spent force in the yeah in some ways and he's a liability in the field. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then the flip side is, you know, yeah, maybe you know, in a one-off game, yeah, he can he can still be the difference. But mm. yeah, whether that's the right approach to take in a in a nine-match, you know, single group tournament, I don't know. Yeah, b- b- yeah, bit bit disappointing from him. It's fair to say. I mean, their next two games are against New Zealand and India. They finish off with Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. And, you know, I still think they'd be confident of winning both of those games. So I don't think they're completely out of it, but there's absolutely no margin for error now. They have to win all four of their remaining games. And against New Zealand and India, that's going to be very tough. I mean, they're still producing some moments of magic. Do you see that that, uh, that pick up and throw by Sheldon Cottrell? Yeah, that was unbelievably good. Yeah, was it, uh, Tamim just smacks it back at him and he picks it up and throws it back at the, the striker's stumps in sort of one motion. It's like it's, one fluid motion. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the best runouts I've ever seen, I think. Because you you, you sort of, you do often see, well, you know, we're, we're more used to seeing players running in full pelt, pick up the ball and then release underarm pretty mm. quickly. But to, you know, for, for him, you know, to get through at the end of your bowling action, pick up the ball, as you say, release it in just such a fluid action, but not just like release it, like absolutely hurl it. Mm. Uh, and to to perfection, yeah, it was just yeah, a bit, bit of magic. To clean up the sums, it was incredible. And I'm not sure we talked about it on the pod, but he's that's not his only genius bit of fielding in this tournament because that catch he took on the boundary against Australia, was it Steve Smith he caught on the boundary? Where he sort of running round, takes the catch, throws it up in the air, 
Well, takes an unbelievable well, well, catch. Yeah, but single-handed <laughs> left. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Throws it up in the air so that he can run outside the playing area and then back in to take the catch. I mean, we see those catches, you know, on a semi-regular basis now, but like as in a catch where they throw it up in the air so they can run out and back in. But that was one of the most kind of acrobatic and spectacular ones that you'll ever see. Yeah, and, and arguably better than the Stokes catch, isn't it? Yeah, we, um, we, we yeah. talked about it. For me, it is better yeah. than the Stokes. I mean, he was at full pelt. It's an incredibly difficult... It would be an incredibly difficult thing to take a catch... That, well, be a, it, a, it's a tricky thing to take a catch on the boundary from a, a sky-high ball with one hand, let alone at full pelt with your hand in front of you, not like in front mm. of your face, but like at arm's length. And then the force, you know, the, the sort of presence of mind to, to, do, to do that. For me, that is the catch of the tournament so far. Although, arguably, uh, Fran Wilson... In the, yeah. the women's get it was not catch of the tournament, <laughs> catch of the tournament, but in terms of, of recent catches, uh, Fran Wilson for for the England women's team against West Indies that was better than either of them. Uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah, catch that was. Pit, uh, anytime you that. see someone literally uh, like horizontal in midair, mm. it's a it's a brilliant catch, isn't it? And yeah, that was that was pretty special. Incredible photograph of her horizontal in midair. Let's come on to England. I mean, they're, they're building some real momentum now. You'd have to say they've they've won. Three games in a row since that surprise defeat to Pakistan. Four out of five overall. And as we mentioned, a, a mammoth victory over Afghanistan at Old Trafford on Tuesday. Not a huge surprise that they won, not least because Afghanistan have big Fall problems, apart. you'd say, yeah. are unravelling in front of us. Uh, so not a big surprise that they won or that they won comfortably, but a, a record-breaking batting performance that will, you would think, have, have turned a few heads um, yeah, their highest total in the World Cup by a distance, 397. As I mentioned, Owen Morgan breaking the record for most sixes in an ODI innings. It was just stupid batting from Morgan, wasn't it? This this stat has been doing the rounds, but uh, contrasting England's two most recent ODI captains, uh, Alistair Cook, 10 career sixes, Owen Morgan, 17 yesterday. To be fair to Cook, like he was never, he should <laughs> never have been in the ODI team. And he said, it's almost laughable. <laughs> Can you imagine him opening with, with, you know, with Jason Roy yeah. in this yeah. World Cup? Yeah. Uh, and then to be fair to Morgan, you know. <laughs> to be fair to Cook, he never should have been in the team. He was yeah, rubbish. Not good enough. Uh, no, it's almost remarkable. I, there was one, yeah. Oh, Cook. Well, there was one game yeah. I remember where he did hit a couple of six and we were like, well, hello. Maybe he is the man for all occasions for all seasons yeah but he wasn't uh, but he de- definitely didn't turn out to be did he uh yeah as you say stupid is the word isn't it 148 off 71 i mean there's so many numbers we can throw at you but yeah for for england they've just added as the records you mentioned you know that they're now any record you care to mention in odi batting it, you're going to find england at the top of pretty mm. much and probably by the end of this tournament every single record will be lo- belong to england which is insane well, yeah, the, the record Morgan broke for most sixes innings was was jointly held by uh, Rohit Sharma, Chris Gale and A.B. de Villiers. Now, I mean, I, I suppose it's uh, it's self-evident that if you've broken the record, you've beaten everyone who's ever played the game. But there's something about the fact that you mentioned those three names and it's the fact that he's done something that none of them have ever done. It is extraordinary. And I, I'm really pleased for Morgan. I mean, I... I do think he has been one of the best ODI batsmen in the world over the past decade. You know, he's been in the England team for a decade now uh, and sort of consistently over that time, I would say he has been one of the, the best players in the world. Okay, uh, I'll keep talking. I'll keep rabbiting on. But he's never really produced it at a World Cup, arguably not produced it at a global tournament. And he's had these kind of dips in form, troughs in form that have made some people question his value to the team at various times. And then the fact now that he's he kind of plays second or third or fourth fiddle behind Roy and Bairstow and Butler. I, I think it was just great that he kind of came out and reminded everybody that actually he is one of the most destructive batsmen in the world in his own right. And one thing that I really liked was that he, he went after Rashid Khan, you know, who is obviously the best bowler in the Afghanistan team one of the best bowlers in the world and you would have expected to be the real threat and that he might have kind of just looked to see him off. But actually, Rashid Khan ended up with the worst bowling figures ever in a World Cup, the second worst bowling figures 
ever in an ODI. Now, that doesn't make Rashid Khan a bad bowler, but I think it's it, arguably it's just, you know, it's even more impressive that Morgan just said like, right, I, you know, I'm going after you. I'm, I'm taking on the best bowler. Um, and it was it was great. To, it was thrilling to watch. It was, a, yeah, it was a appointment. Oh, you know, I was working at the time trying to, <laughs> yeah. trying to keep an eye on yeah, spinning plates. Mm. Uh, but Trying to get your Waitrose shopping done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to work out who's going to do it for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it was, it was, you know, drop what you're doing. Basically, I sort of ran through. At one point, I thought Morgan was going to go six sixes and over. Uh, I think did he, it was one over where he hit two off the first two balls, mm. I think. And I thought, and that, that you know, he'd already obviously well got his iron. And I sort of scampered through to another room at work with my laptop, shouting to a colleague. No, but yeah, as you say, like really pleased for him because, um, yeah, he's probably not going to be the, the, if England do win it, he probably won't be the player of the tournament still. Uh, you know, there's a good chance he'll be overshadowed. But I mean, yeah, he certainly made his mark. Just before we go on to the sort of the uh, holistic analysis of England, Moeen, anything to say? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean anything well, you know, to say? Got yeah. anything to say? Uh, 31 off nine balls. That was the great. Strike rate ever by an England player, I think, in an ODI. Oh, is that right? Or something like that. Well, he did just come in and absolutely whack it, which is great. And I, I wonder, yeah, you're saying this because I've been critical of Moeen many times on the show, but on the last one or the one before, just wondering whether he's, you know, because his form with the bat has been hopeless. I mean, to be fair, the game against Pakistan, he could barely hit the ball, let alone mm-hmm. clear the rope. So that, then that, I mean, that, that bodes, bodes well for England. You know, Chris Wokes didn't even need to, to do much. I mean, it is actually slightly terrifying. You know, you just, you do need to kind of dunk your head in cold water when you look at that England batting lineup. <laughs> well, Wokesy was promoted to three against West Indies and, and hit a 50. So yeah, there's a lot of depth there. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I mean, A, you know, I'm obviously pleased for Moeen that he scored those runs and made me look like a like a fool. But also, like, I mean, what a great situation for him. For someone who's that out of Nick to come in with, you know, Morgan having just done that with that many runs on the board, licensed to just absolutely go for it, you know, just swing from the hip every ball. That's probably what he needed rather than tricky situation where he's got to work out how to pace his innings, etc. And maybe that could be the thing that kind of kickstarts him into a bit of form. Let's hope so. But... um it, yeah, it was very. It was a very entertaining cameo. Um, but yeah, that's a good stat that it's the highest straight rate for an England batsman. Ever. It might be wrong, but <laughs> it's a good anyway. stat that you made up there. So yeah, I mean, England, England's starting to look really dangerous. You would have to say, are you are you happy with how this campaign is coming together? I suppose one thing to say is that they haven't yet had to play any of the real contenders. You would say, if we are talking about there being a a top four starting to break away, well, the other three teams in in that top four. India, Australia, and New Zealand, England haven't played any of them yet. They've, they're the last three fixtures that they have. Um, so that's maybe... So I mean, they look very dangerous, but if they have three difficult games there, it will change the narrative a bit. But, I mean, are you confident going into those games? Yeah, and uh, well, and it's Sri Lanka next, isn't it? Uh, which you'd expect England to win. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm at the Australia game next Tuesday, which will be... You know, obviously, it'll be a, a, an intense situation. It'll be a washout. <laughs> Better bloody not be. Cup reporter Tony Kerr. Better not be. Packed off uh, for that game. But yeah, again, you know, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now back to you in the studio. Yeah, just keep it simple. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, well, moving on from England then, there was obviously that 
enormous match on Sunday, India-Pakistan, as I say, by a lot of measures. What's that? Is that the tap? It's really loud. It should stop any moment. Just a bit of gurgling. By many measures, the biggest fixture in sport. Is it over a billion people. A lot supposedly of numbers being banded around. I don't know. Yeah, but something like that. A lot of people inventing stats, Tony Kerr style. Um, but yeah, well, it's a bit a big game anyway. But would it be fair to say actually pretty boring in the end? Not one of the best games of the tournament. India comfortable winners. Pakistan never really turned up. Did you watch much of this one? I was uh, I was out for lunch and then. <laughs> Bloody tap. It's like Austin Powers. I was out for lunch and then, uh, then I, yeah, so I, doing something. I was at Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, obviously watch the highlights. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, you sort of feared for Pakistan, didn't you, as soon as, uh, as, soon as India bedded in. I mean, they did pull it back slightly. I thought India were going to be on course for, for a bigger total, but in terms of a contest, you know, just it wasn't there. You've never liked to do what everyone tells you to, like watch the India-Pakistan game. You've always liked to go your own way. Do you like that? Probably going to have to edit it out because of the uh, kitchen tap. It's yeah. <laughs> a great gag as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Tusk. Big love. I mean, I get... I don't know. It, it sort of speaks to the damp squibbishness of the tournament, isn't mm. it? Uh, you know, it, the, uh, this game didn't live up to the billing. I mean, it, I mean, quite it's often a big doesn't. billing, exactly. And, and, you know, Pakistan just just aren't there as a you know as a competing force at this at this tournament so i mean they did beat england yeah but what have they what else have they done they've lost three mm. yeah and they just they just don't have the same quite the same quality as india i mean india india always beat i mean they literally do always beat pakistan at the world cup pakistan never beaten india at the world cup but they seem to always beat pakistan at these events i mean not at the champion in the champions trophy final but it, you know, it just it just felt kind of predictable. Mamed Amir bowled incredibly well, but he wasn't. You know, he didn't have much backup. Yeah, and you know, for a period, Pakistan were going well. They're just not quite there, are they? They've mm-hmm. got, you know, Babar Azam as as you know, he's got a glorious highlight reel, and he and he's, he's you know, and he's got in a couple of times. Well, he's got in a few times now, hasn't he? Got in. He, he, contributed against England he looked great against Australia then got out and then got in against India and you know he is a player that you think could be among the best in the world if he if he get, you know pushes on he's certainly one of the most watchable batsmen yeah. in the world so isn't he? Yeah, there was a time where it looked like yeah, Pakistan might might be in it but I don't know just yeah just, just, the stability's not there is there's it? too many runs in the end wasn't it and yeah I mean Mohamed Hafiz it's still a quality player and he's scored some great runs against England, but you do just wonder with some of the, I mean, with some of these kind of older guys who've been around a long time, like Shoaib Malik is, I mean, Shoaib Malik's been around like since before we were born, I think. I mean, in some ways, I think it's good that they've brought these, some of these guys back and to have that experience in the team. And like they brought back Mohamed Amir and Wahab Riaz and they've been important players so far, but they're just, this feels something slightly stale about the Pakistan team in some ways that it's like, oh, who's in next? It's Mohamed Hafiz. Who's in after him? Shoaib Malik. It's like, surely, <laughs> surely there must be some other people that they could go to at this point. I mean, a very good performance by India. You, yeah, still, along with England, the most impressive team in the tournament so far. I, but then I suppose it was nothing particularly out of the ordinary, I don't think. And this is something that we've mentioned before, and we don't necessarily need to go into a big long thing about it, not least because I'm sure, you know, because people will give us a hard time on Twitter. But it does frustrate me a, a bit the kind of the, the, the sycophancy of the commentators. I don't, I don't, you obviously didn't see too, too much of this game. But my brother texts me about this actually out of the blue. This is my, I have one brother who listens to the World Cricket Show, I have another brother who doesn't. This is the one who doesn't, so he doesn't know. How, uh, he's, I've asked him about it he's like no, I'm just not interested um, you know he doesn't know that this is a, a particular bugbear of ours but he texted me and said like why are the commentators just banging on you know they're just kind of drooling over India and it's it's a, and it's not just the Indian commentators who do it and we know that they do it over Kohli there is this kind of fawning over absolutely everything that Kohli does like if Kohli mops his brow they're like oh, it's brilliant from Kohli <laughs> just making sure he keeps the sweat out of his eyes just quality professional but it's, it's sort of seeping out into just being the whole India team just everything that anyone does is brilliant 
You could argue, and maybe we're just blind to it, you could argue that English commentators are the same about the England team. There's a bit of that about Ian Ward now that in his interviews he's just like, so how are you so brilliant, Jason? Um, you know, that, it's that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no, but, I, I, I completely agree with you. And it's something that sometimes I think with tennis commentary as well, a lot of tennis commentary is just like, oh, like any winner. Oh, Mark Petchy. Yeah. No way. And it's so, like, like, yes, there are moments that are brilliant and there are matches that are brilliant, but it gets to the point where you're like, well, that, you know, your, if your response is just to every single winner, oh, <laughs> uh, then it's, then surely you, your own like self-assessment should be, well, that's the stock. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just, that's bog standard. So you just go, well, it's a winner. And it is the same with, uh, yeah, definitely with cricket as well. Sometimes you're like, I don't know. Well, it's just Co- like Coley is obviously but, but, a phenomenally good player, one of the best batsmen in ODI history for sure. But like he'll just knock off his legs and run hard for two. And they're like, it's absolutely <laughs> outstanding batting. And it's like, that's just, you know, that's just batting. That's manipulating the field. Shakib will do that for Bangladesh. And it's like, yeah, well played. But with Coley, it's like, what a genius. Will we ever see his like again? Uh, no, I, yeah, we've talked about this before, but the the sort of superstarification of just the world <laughs> is annoying. I know it's probably always existed, but yeah, it is. It is a bit irritating. Mm. I just no need to declare anyone the best until thirty. It's like the you can't declare the greatest catch of all time until at least a few months after it's mm-hmm. happened. Just don't declare anyone the best ever until they've died, basically, yeah. or like thirty years after they retired. Don't declare any podcast to be the greatest podcast of all time until they stop doing it, which is presumably why no one's no <laughs> yeah. one said that about us yet. We need to we need to be out of the game for thirty years before anyone will start saying that about this. I mean, it, that said, it was a very good performance by India, and they oh. and they and they look very they look very strong. Um, but yes, let's yeah maybe keep a bit more perspective than we've than we've been seeing from the commentators so far. Okay, so what are you looking forward to over the next few days, Tone? Uh, as I mentioned, it's Australia-Bangladesh on Thursday. That's a very big game. The weekend looks quite big. West Indies-New Zealand on Saturday. I mean, so New Zealand having beaten South Africa today, if Bangladesh lose to Australia tomorrow and New Zealand beat West Indies on Saturday, then really, you know, the top four really does look to start to look quite, you know, the, the ink might be dry. But if Bangladesh beat Australia and West Indies beat New Zealand, then it could be all to play for still, possibly. So I've asked so you the question, what are you looking forward to? And then told you what you're looking forward to. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that, I guess. But there is a bit of sort of conflationary analysis. Is that, I don't know what, I'm trying, you know what I'm trying to say. Confectionary. People are conflating a few things. Like, I think it is a bit of a ruse, you know, the, 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 the fact that England, Australia and India are through or looking like going through and that that is linked to them getting all the money. Because like it... it like you know, this is the first time that England have been decent, and you know Australia were decent before they had co-opted all a lot of the money allegedly True. from yeah. the ICC. And India are always going to be decent because they've got yeah a billion and whatnot people. So I, I, I do yeah I, I think we should be careful of that. And, and New Zealand, although we've mentioned the fact that they've had you know a soft start to the tournament fixture wise. Yeah, I, I, it's partly because that West Indies, South Africa, and Pakistan are just a bit shambot, you know, or just a bit wayward isn't it that they've not really tested them as much as they might have done but uh, yeah that said what we're looking forward to the semi-finals yeah well only uh <laughs> 20 games 11 to days go. to go no what would be your, what would be your sort of five moments of the tournament so far um the fran wilson catch <laughs> no uh definitely cottrell's run out morgan's innings <laughs> there's recency bias again isn't it it's <laughs> two things that have happened in the last two days uh, Kane Williamson's knocked it. No, um, I mean there really haven't been any close finishes in in the, in recent memory, I and mean, you have to go back to like the start of the month, don't you? And, yeah, New Zealand, Bangladesh, that was a, a decent game. Pakistan, England, still probably game of the tournament. Mm. But hey, we're only halfway through, so the, the, the second half could be absolutely remarkable. I mean, I think there's still been like there's been some good cricket, there's been some exciting cricket, but it hasn't caught fire exactly has it like that it's not been terrible by any means the rain hasn't helped but you know i think it's been decent and as you said last time i like watching cricket so i've, I've enjoyed this but it could do with a few real nail biters 
But yeah, part of the problem is that because of that lack of jeopardy that we're talking about, even the nail biters like on their own terms don't necessarily have the same import that you might want. But it could all mean that if we, you know, having this really big group stage that there's all this cricket behind us, when it suddenly goes from, you know, virtually no jeopardy to the knockout games where you lose this game, you're out, it, it might make it all the more tense. But, you know, we're still some way off that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So you've had a, a, a busy few days, Tony. You've been filming down at this uh, ICC Europe something something tournament. What is yeah, it? Yeah, the T20 World Cup Europe final in Guernsey. Uh, yeah, that's been, well, the rain has been, uh, yeah, annoying at best. But remarkably, with, so tomorrow is the final reserve day where they're going to replay the games that were washed out yesterday, all four games washed out. When I looked up the, the forecast this morning, it was pretty depressed because it looked like we were going to have the three games today washed out, which then wouldn't have had a, had a chance to be replayed. But fingers crossed, by the end of tomorrow, they'll have played all the games. And uh, yeah, that's been a really good week. The teams are Norway, Guernsey, Denmark, Germany, Italy, and Jersey. Uh, Jersey, top of the table going into the last games. Four wins from four. Uh, Italy had been unbeaten, but they lost to Jersey today. And Germany are third in the table with two wins, but play twice tomorrow, So, including against Jersey. So uh, theoretically, Germany could still get through, but Jersey looked like odds on at this point. But uh, yeah, uh, it's been it's been entertaining. It's been like Jersey looked a really good side, at, certainly at this level. And they got four years ago, got through to the global qualifier, which is what this is all being geared up to. So the winner of this will go through to face, uh, to join 13 other teams in the UAE in like October, November. And that includes like Ireland, Scotland. Yeah. Nepal, Nepal. Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And Jersey got there a couple of years ago, sorry, four years ago, where, and when it was played in Ireland and they won a couple of matches there and, 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 and did all right. And they've probably got better since then. So yeah, they'll be they'll be quite uh, hopeful, and they they do look really good. They've got really good balance. Talk to me about the wicketkeeper. Uh, yeah, he's really caught the eye, Jake Dunford. Uh, you've probably seen these catches. Worth uh, worth looking them out if you haven't already. Well, he took one catch which was pretty decent, which I, I posted. Uh, sort of flying down the leg side. Uh, it was like then, a, it was like a ramp shot, wasn't it? Well, yeah, the, it was against Guernsey and. Uh, Ben Fairbrush, the batsman, sort of, I don't know, came across the offside a bit to try and, yeah, to try and tuck it around the corner, but didn't get an awful lot on it. And Dunford just came flying through, kind of wrong-footed a bit, that went back the, the way of the ball and, and pouched it with one hand. But then he it's, took another one. It's the kind of thing NASA's expecting in the crowd, isn't it? That's what that's <laughs> yeah. NASA wants to see from the spectators. Get Dunford to the oval, basically. <laughs> uh, and then, but then he took another one, which, which is, uh, you know, uh, probably eclipsed that, which was, which was pretty remarkable, to be fair. It was like a complete skyer. And yeah, running back, he must have covered about 50 yards, kind of looking over his shoulder, trying to like, you know, place the ball. And then, you know, at the last moment, dived and, and, and caught it, uh, which is well worth looking out. So yeah, he's had an amazing week. And he is a really, uh, such a sharp keeper. He has been in and around, like he, I think he's been involved in the, the MCC Young Cricketers program. But yeah, that's sort of as far as he's got at the moment. Uh, but yeah, really good. And, and, you know, they've got, they've just, they've got a really nice balance. They've got kind of pinch hitters. They've got batsmen who can build, batsmen who can turn it on, spinners, pace bowlers. Yeah, they look really good. I mean, Guernsey got their first win today. So that was, that was a positive. Who was that against? Uh, that was against Norway. Uh, and it's been a, been a bit of chat <laughs> between a certain uh, cricket journalist who's been over covering the, the tournament <laughs> in Guernsey this week. Who, I, yeah, I sort of called out on, uh, you know, a, a couple or a tweet, but there have been a few tweets of, ju of just sort of a somewhat disdainful nature about Guernsey's, some of Guernsey's players, which is a bit unfortunate, really, and sort of slightly lacking in perspective and context. And Yeah, I mean, do you, do you, want, to, do you want to name it? I mean, he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, but I, don't, I, no, I, don't, I don't, don't know. There's not really much point, but... Uh, you can look on Tony's Twitter if you want to, if you want to know. Yeah, I've, you know, like the, the, the Guernsey team are kind of, you know... They're, they're a pretty down-to-earth bunch, like, obviously wanting to do well this week, playing in the tournament. And, they, you know, they'd lost, they've lost, well, they'd lost their first three games, well beaten by Jersey, which is obviously the one that will hurt the most. But uh, but after that, they, you know, they probably could have beaten, probably should have beaten Italy, might have beaten Germany, were well on top against Denmark before it got washed out at the halfway stage, pretty much, and then beat Norway today. So they, they've had, they've actually had a reasonable week, although, you know, I think by you know, they'd admit they've been somewhat off the pace. But yeah, uh, 
yeah, just uh, some unfortunate analysis, I'd say. Well, I think, yeah, the point is that, that this journalist was just criticising Guernsey players, describing one of the players as, you know, innocuous bowling and... Yeah, he said he was like shockingly... Yeah, this person... Uh, yeah, Dave Hooper, the Guernsey bowler, you know, it was shocking that he'd taken three wickets with his innocuous kind of nothing pace. But mm. you, uh, it's just like... Yeah, it's just a bit of a nonsense, really. Like Dave Hooper has taken plenty of wickets at at this level in World Cricket League cricket, and well, it's also just for for somebody who supposedly covers this kind of cricket for a living, there's a surprising lack of awareness of what the level is. Like, I mean, it's it's great that it's being covered, and like, obviously, you're covering it for Channel Islands TV, and we're talking about it on the podcast. And I, I, it's, it's a really cool tournament. It's a fun thing that these countries have this opportunity to do this but at the end of the day like it is the standard is like club cricket really isn't it you get if you get a first class player there there is a first class player yeah there's, there's a few first class players around yeah uh, but they're obviously you know they're in a, a they're the best players on the team by miles you know they're they're in a different league really so i mean it's just this kind of quirk of cricket that this is international cricket but it's it's not international standard so if somebody for somebody to be taking wickets bowling 70 miles an hour isn't that surprising or it shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and, you know, even at the top level, you know, you don't have to bowl 90 miles an hour to take wickets. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. You know, Joffre Archer and Lockie Ferguson, you know, as we've seen, you know, last week's, you know, you're going to take wickets if you bowl fast, but you don't have to bowl fast. That's just, that's cricket. But I think it's also just that it just, it's just strange to me that you would criticize anybody that you, that you would speak about these players in the way that you would about professional cricketers. I mean, these guys, they're very good players. They're certainly much better than me. Uh, and, you know, much they're better than sort of the average player. But, you know, they've all taken days off work to play this tournament. Like, this is amateur cricket at the end of the day. And so to be kind of calling people out for not performing just seems like a bit tone deaf. And, you know, just keep a bit of perspective on what you're actually talking about yeah quite and, th- and there's been a bit of back and forth and th- there's, there is also a bit of history as well i think with kenzie and yeah this particular journalist but it, yeah exactly i mean it, like, as you say like it's exactly that it's it's, it's an amateur tournament mm. uh there's a there's one or two professionals thrown in there but uh but yeah it, it, you know it's a great opportunity and yeah you know, if jersey go on to this this tournament they'll be playing against you know players who or teams that that are aspiring to to be at the full World Cup if they you know if the ICC was so kind to invite them. Mm. So uh, no, 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 it's no, been it's great. It's been, yeah. yeah, it's been uh, it's really cool, and it's really cool that there is this kind of pathway. But yeah, we this is an island of sixty thousand people, isn't it? It's not. It, it's a it's a small town really that's playing international cricket. So yeah, sort of keep that in mind, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, well, it finishes tomorrow, so a few more games. It's, uh, yeah, it, I suppose it is all to play for, though. Yeah, Jersey look good. John T. Jenner, it's worth mentioning him. We have probably mentioned him before. Mm. Uh, he, he, he is a quality player. Yeah, he, yeah, he scored 71 tonight with four massive sixes. Craig Mascheda, who's uh, uh, he plays for Glamorgan, who is playing for Germany. And the, the, you know, the, I think we mentioned it last week. There was, you know, there was some talk about there's a whole sort of bevy of of county players that were going to be that would be there. A couple didn't get released, but yeah, Mascheda and Mascheda is here this week and hit the Danish captain for five sixes in an over uh, this afternoon as uh, as Germany well beat Denmark. So that that was, yeah, I think, uh, a bit of a spectacle down there. I shared a jacuzzi <laughs> with the Danish cricket team last night. Up at the, the, I was going to say the gym, the, the, the health club I belong to. I don't go to the gym. I was, the health club. I was surprised to learn they have a gym up there uh, that I belong to. Is at the hotel that uh, a lot of the teams are staying at. And I turned up last night and yeah, just found myself in, just, in with I'm, the Denmark cricket team. I'm just picturing like Alan Partridge now, standing with sort of David Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> you just like with a blazer. Wandering around, getting in the jacuzzi. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so yeah, been a good week here, busy. Now, before we move on, uh, big congratulations to you. Well, half a congratulations, because you, you completed your first half marathon, didn't you, on Sunday? I did. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for bringing it up, Tim. I didn't know you were going to do this. I, I'm, I'm blushing. 
Well, when I said to you before, how was your weekend? What did you get up to? And you were like, half marathon. <laughs> uh, but congratulations. Yeah, you're halfway there to your first full marathon. Yeah, it's a half decent first half effort. Yeah, how did it go? Uh, it, yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, the last couple of, of Kims, I was struggling, having a bit of a hard time. Uh, but yeah, it was good fun. I got, I got a medal. I sent you a picture actually of me biting the medal. Were you allowed to listen to music? No, headphones Crazy. banned. It's one thing that's really put me off any kind of long distance endurance mm. or half endurance, half distance running. Uh, or no, of any kind. Because yeah, what's with this like no music stuff? Well, the theory is that you, you know, you, you should be able to hear what the marshal's saying or like if an ambulance was coming along the road behind you trying to get somewhere and you're, you know, bopping your head to McFly or whatever. Um <laughs> That that might not be the best idea, which is probably fair enough, but it's a long way. It's like a two-hour run to do without. Well, for me, it's a two-hour run. <laughs> yeah. It's like a four and a half-hour yeah. run um, to do without music is quite a long time. That's a really good effort, and you were saying you had to walk home from it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the worst bit. Was my my girlfriend came to collect me. I was like, oh, well done. I've come to, to pick you up, take you home. I was like, all right, where's the car? No, I walked down. Um, we, it's like it's quite a steep hill <laughs> yeah. up to our house as well. So, yeah, that was tough. I'd have done it with you, but I was away. So, mm. uh, just unlucky, really. Yeah, that's unfortunate <laughs> really timing. bad timing. Uh, we probably wrapped it on for long enough. Um, so let's draw a line under it there. Thanks for having me round tone. We're going to be back next week, next Wednesday to talk about week four World Cup Wednesdays on the World Cricket Show. You gave me a little point there uh, as if That's to say, like, this is my cue. Um, I don't like, I don't want to say that catchphrase World Cup Wednesdays on the World Cricket Show, but Tony makes me every time. Stay on message, Bayfield. But yeah, until then, that's pretty much it. Get involved on our social media if you like. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. Send us an email, worldcricketshow at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the World Cup podcast and, and the podcast more generally, write a review give us a star rating on apple podcasts and all that kind of thing because that does really help to uh to to get us up there in the old rankings and and bring new people to the show <laughs> tony just raised the microphone as if to say something and then bottled it all right tony well let's bring it to an end there see you soon see you next wednesday Walk up wednesdays on the welcome you show bye Can smell your fear. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.